When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that has a bit of nut in its teeth. <laughs> Sometimes more than a bit, girl. Like, <laughs> like you ever swish? <laughs> this entire time, I'm just going to be trying to get this nut out. I swallowed I'm, so many nuts earlier. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Today, mm. Stop. Get your, get your fingers out of your mouth. I'm picking at my nut. Hold <laughs> on. God. Uh, today. Oh, today we're going to talk about pubic hair. We can also about... get stuck in your teeth sometimes. That's true. If you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you know you're getting deep enough. Is you flossing with that. Um, Tickle your nose a little bit. You yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, what are we doing? Who are we? I don't know. Why I'm we? not sure why we're here, what we're doing. I guess we're talking about pubic hair because it was on my list of topics that I thought we should talk about. Yeah. I don't know why. And then you like kind of tried to deny it when we started. Well, planning. I just, I'm so like, forgetful. I'm like, did I do this or who, who did this? And, and then so it's the, the opposite happens. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I came up with this idea. And Derek's like, no, I, I did. <laughs> so, you know, it happens both ways. Yeah. Oh. Both ways. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, we don't have any feedback or corrections or 100 words or anything. I mean, we have plenty of feedback, but none that I care to read to you. Right. Yeah. But keep keep sending it in because it's highly valued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we value your feedback. Um, okay. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 News the first. Yeah. Um. So... There's a, a singer, a Canadian singer named Drake Jensen, and his husband, Michael Morin, have been married for 17 years, oh. and they told a horrific story to oh. CTV News about a new doctor that they were visiting at the Manawaki CLSC in Quebec. So, Drake Jensen has had chronic back pain, like, bad, like, like girl, I get it, I'm in my 40s, it hurts all the time. Um... And uh, uh, so they were talking to this new doctor and interviewing and whatever. And uh, uh, so so the doctor said, well, you know you have condyloma, or also known as genital warts. It's caused by HPV. And Jensen said, yeah, I don't really know what all of that means, but like, can we focus on my back pain? Right. And uh, the, 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 doctor, the, the, the doctor said, quote, well, you two have penile warts. You probably had sex with them and you gave him HPV. Your problem is HPV. That's why your back hurts. What? Okay. I don't know a lot about HPV, <laughs> but it's not HPB. <laughs> Human papilloma's back. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> oh, Kyle. What? I just want to sit in that stew of badness for a second. <laughs> um, okay. So, so, uh, so and they said, quote, at this point we stopped the consultation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fair. Um, and then they would later find out that the doctor had actually falsely accused them of having an STI. <gasps> uh, he really, uh, Jensen had only had a skin tag removed in his private area, um, but it, he did not have warts. That was just a, just a, a, different dermatological condition hmm. 
It's just, it's really interesting. So the reason that I wanted to pick the story up is to remind everybody that doctors are sometimes dumb dumbs too, mm. and sometimes assholes. Yeah, just because they have PhD or MD or MD mm. in front of their name. If you're going to a PhD for your back pain, then you probably <laughs> have true. some culpability there for it not working out so well. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> that's probably true. I have a doctorate in history. What's going on with your back? You have HPV. You have HPV. Oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's it's the unfortunate truth, apparently in Canada, as much as it is here in the United States, that sometimes you will have to educate your doctor mm. on your medical issues as a queer person and that you just really need to do a good job of being um, an advocate for yourself. And I know that that can be hard, but yeah. but it just it you, you need to. And it fucking sucks that you have to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. You should have a doctor that listens to you and and understands everything, but that's just not the world we live in. And who doesn't think that gay sex causes back pain? Yep. <laughs> I mean, when it's good, <laughs> maybe I'm on the doctor's side this time. Oh, God. Well, Jensen told CTV News, quote, I said the pain radiates everywhere in my sit bones. And he said, oh, you have burning pain in your rectum. Oh. But he, pretty sure he knows the difference between his asshole and his back. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anyway, uh, they have filed an official complaint, and um, they are that it, that will go through the Canadian healthcare system, and however that works. However that works, yeah, they, they barely have doctors, Kyle. It's like it's like <laughs> it's a third world country up there. Um, okay, news of the second. Great, Pope Francis, Uh-oh. who I talk about. Yeah, that's the correct response. Uh, recently said that he approves of blessings for same-sex couples. I forget if we talked about that on the show or not, but he has said that it's okay, but has faced huge backlash over that stance, especially from the bishops in uh, Zambia and Malawi and other places in Africa where they are, are, you know, they're in countries where same-sex activity can lead to prison or even the death penalty. Um, but, uh, anyway, so he's kind of backpedaling or is he, or like, I think this is a bullshit response and that's what I wanted to talk about. He said, well, you're blessing the people in the relationship, not the union. Well, (laughs) is that true? (laughs) He said, quote, when a couple spontaneously approaches a priest and asks for them a blessing, the priest is not blessing the union, but simply the people who together have requested it, not the union but the persons naturally taking into account the context sensitivities, the places where one lives and the most appropriate ways to do it. That sure sounds like trying to backpedal to me. Yeah, absolutely. It, it also sounds like, like the, the dick bag fuck face asshole of the ward nominee for last year, Kim Davis saying, or from the, whatever year she was when, before we were giving the award away, I guess. Yeah. But, um, of saying like, no, I'm not discriminating. No marriages for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, like that's the letter versus the spirit or whatever. It is interesting because he was already trying to skate this line that said that it's a sin to be gay, but gay couples are a thing that maybe they're celibate. So it's okay that they're together. We don't know. Yeah. You're not actually condoning the relationship. You can condone individuals so you can get around the idea that you're blessing a union between people that's shitty it's still horrific and sinful and they're going to hell forever but let's be nice to them yeah like that's just not mm -mm. Mm. 
anyway, also the Catholic Church notoriously moves really, really slowly, and maybe this is just a an attempt to sort of yank it in the right direction. And by the twenty third century, they'll maybe have their shit together. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see that time. No, I'm gonna. Well, may, maybe I'm gonna upload my consciousness to the internet. Okay, that's really I think the only, the only, the only. Maybe I already have. Maybe oh. this is just the internet, and I live here. Is that what doing a podcast is? It's basically uploading <laughs> your consciousness to the internet so that when we die out as humans, our consciousness can live on We're gonna far live after forever. us. Yeah. And if, if AI can already deep fake our voices, maybe they can deep fake us. Yeah. They're going to deep fake us as based on however many hundreds of fucking hours of this horse shit we've been doing. Is this actually years. me talking or is this just a <laughs> chat GPT version of what I would say right now? Right. It goes so deep. It's such a deep fake. <laughs> Pubes deep. <laughs> Pubes deep fake. <laughs> uh, okay, news the last. Great. Um, there is a bar in Philadelphia called Moriarty's, and they are in a shitload of trouble because they posted to Craigslist that they were looking for a biologically male bartender. What? Why does that matter? What? The, oh, the biologically male part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it matters in a terrible way. No, no, no. But, I mean, like, <laughs> but for the post for the purpose of posting for a bartender, why does the I, why should either of those things make a difference? I just i i don't i don't know. Huh. Don't know. Moriarty's management has not yet commented on the situation. Um, Philadelphia is not a conservative city, no. so like there are lots of rules and laws and people who are upset and mad and going to do something about it there too um but yeah they they had a job listing posted on craigslist that said that they were looking for a biologically male bartender um said applicants must be biologically male because you need your dick to stir up the drinks like what do you need a dick for to do your job is it that kind of bar do we need to go there kyle (laughs) (laughs) okay now that i say that i would drink a dick stirred martini or something and i don't even like martinis i think that's how big fatty prefers them (laughs) because he's always talking about are they properly stirred and I think that's what proper means. Yep. Okay. With your foreskin. <laughs> I went to a party in LA once where a dude was letting people take shots out of his foreskin. I've heard of that before. <laughs> that doesn't seem like enough of a sh- It seems like you're getting cheated out of shot. It depends on the foreskin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, there's there's shot sized foreskin <laughs> cups that you can form. <laughs> just like belly button shots. Like that just doesn't seem like a deep enough well to actually merit charging a full shot. That's true. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Foreskin's a different story. Kyle. Okay. Okay. Maybe we need to compare notes on foreskins. We've okay. Seen. We need to do another episode on foreskin. Uh, Selena Morrison, executive director of the Philadelphia Office of LGBT Affairs, condemned the ad as, quote, extremely problematic and absolutely transphobic. I agree with you, Selena. Um, along with the Philadelphia Commission on Human Relations, Morrison. Morrison's office is investigating the issue, pointing out the illegality of employment discrimination based on race, religion, gender, or sexual identity under federal and state laws. Hmm. Um, the Pennsylvania Human Relations Act um, prohibits all of that. And uh, in 2018, they added gender identity and expression as protected classes. Basically, like she told the paper, uh, De- Deja Lynn Alvarez, who's the deputy director of World Healthcare Infrastructures, uh, said, quote, my first thought was, what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Rue Landau, who's a city council member, says that she expects an uncomplicated investigation because it was so overt. Yeah. Quote, I'm confident it will be an easy open and shut case. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But, like, you just 
what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? What, like, how did that even, who Once decided again, to do that? What's in your pants does not matter yep. for most of human for existence. A, for a lot of jobs. <laughs> not all jobs, but a lot of jobs. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's and the news. That's the news. Speaking of people who, what's in their pants doesn't matter to us. Or whose jobs do matter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> These people's jobs matter. Please keep up your work so that we can continue to get a portion of that income. Thank you to the following new Patreon members. Luis Sosa. Mm. Or mm. Luis Sosa. Is it Sammy's brother? Yep. Great. Hundro P. Hundro? Mm-hmm. Hundro P. Hundro P. Let's make that happen. Uh, and Toast. Just just toast? Just toast. All lowercase, like, if that matters. Sourdough? Rye? I don't... White? Uh, maybe all of the above. All-encompassing toast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for your support. M- multiracial toast? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your support. If you want to get ad-free episodes a day early, if you want a ton of other benefits, you, if you want to use Mike's mouth, if you want... Yeah, use my hole. Um... <laughs> specifically mouth though <laughs> i think just to be totally clear or well, d- depends on the level um go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast yeah do it do you want to talk about pubic hair let's talk about pubic hair this is the episode that's for sure gonna get us kicked off of instagram is it oh yeah the post that dare comes up with for this episode is gonna be uh let's try to skirt those lines <laughs> maybe just um just a bunch of pictures of Justin Timberlake's hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, or just ramen noodles. That'd be a good... <laughs> ramen noodles look like pubes to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. You bleach your pubes. There you go. <laughs> um, Do you have the history of pubes? I mean, no. Oh. Of course not. But I do want to talk about the biology of pubes because okay. I think that that's interesting and... Uh, so first of all, if you go to the Wikipedia article for pubic hair, that is a big penis <laughs> under under the pubic hair yeah. for, the, for the male pubic hair portion. Just a big flaccid. I know you don't like them flaccid, but mm-hmm. just a big old uncut flaccid penis. Great. It, it's impre- I'm impressed. It's impressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so pubic hair, one of the things that I found most interesting doing the research for this episode is that pubic hair, humans... It, it can be argued that humans are the only animals that have it. Wait. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever I'd, thought, you've never thought, does Reynolds have pubes? I mean. They kind of like have a happy skin belly. Yeah, they have a reverse pubes because it's all over their dick, but not around <laughs> it. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Um, but don't like bears have pubes, just their pubes are all over. Well, okay. So here's, here's the thing. Pubic hair is different than the hair that's on the rest of your body mm-hmm. in some important ways. Another super interesting thing that I found out was that, um, uh, the reason that pubic lice have to stay in your pubic hair is because their little claws are specifically shaped to grab onto the pub- the thicker pubic hair their little hands can't get around the hair on other parts of your body, so they have to stay where they're at. Wow, that's disgusting. I know, right? <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I yeah. want seafood now. Oh. Crabs? <laughs> yeah. Yummy. Mm. Mm-mm. Never again. <laughs> Mm-mm. 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 
Um, okay, so pubic hair forms due to increasing levels of testosterone in both girls and boys. So in, in both cases, both, both genders, these two genders we're talking about, all genders, doesn't matter, really. It's it, the increase in androgens, but testosterone specifically that leads to pubic hair. So there are all of these like kind of disturbing charts of like when you start puberty, like how things develop and I'm nervous talking about them just because it's Why? like, well, cause we're talking about like little boy and little girl pubic areas. Oh. And that's like, that's a thing that gay men should not talk about in public. Yeah, that's true. But this is a sexually educating podcast, a sexual education first. That's what we're known for is our sexual educatingly helpful content. Okay. There is a science word for when you start to get pubic hair. It's called pubarsh. <laughs> no, it's not. It I, is. I refuse. Nope. <laughs> it <laughs> I reject is. this new piece of information. Which it's just um, the the name for when you get your period is menarsh. And when you get your pubic hair, it's pubarsh. That's for sure a word. It sounds and like where D&D characters will quest to find the loot that'll save oh, the goblin yeah. horde or whatever. Absolutely. It's an Eastern pubarsh. Yeah. <laughs> like <that's>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Um, there are other areas of the body that also respond to androgens at puberty uh, in terms of the hair production, which everybody's familiar with because of the, how horrible and weird puberty is. But uh, under, under the armpits, uh, perianal area, upper lip, uh, your sideburns are... Uh, I didn't really ever think of them as being like a puberty thing, but apparently they are separate from your beard area. Huh. Um, nipple hair happens then middle of the chest, so chest hair, neck under the chin, chest and beard area, limbs, shoulders, back, buttocks, your butthole. Yeah. Um, these are, these are all things that, 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 uh, that, that, that happen. And also doesn't have to be the same color as the hair on your scalp, which I've seen before in porn, but I always just assumed it was like a, a choice, but <laughs> you thought they were dying their pubes. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, like we all know that like hair on your head and your beard are, can be different um, colors, um, especially in, like gingers. Yeah. Anywho, okay. So this is sort of in the history of pubic hair section. Sort of. Do you want me to? Do you want me to talk about this dude, or do you want to talk about him in the Patreon segment? I don't know anything about him. What? Who is he? John Ruskin. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say this part. Okay, do it now. Premature pubarsh or precocious pubarsh is if you get pubic hair before the age of what? <gasps> um, uh, eight. Eight years old. If you're a man uh, in women, uh, or a nine, uh, I should say females. Age of eight in females or before the age of nine in males. I got it exactly. You got it exactly right. And uh, uh, apparently. Some people are like super into pubic hair so much so that pubophilia is a is a is a word um, that you can add to your power active vocabulary. Wow, people people that are super super into it. Um, okay, so so how do I let's let's talk about him in the Patreon segment. There's this dude named John Ruskin who had such a freak out about pubic hair, it like changed the course of his entire life. And I want to talk about him and the potential that he's maybe not not gay. Oh, okay. Um, but so we'll we'll do that in, in Patreon. But okay. like it's the most 
It's it's the most extreme pubic hair story I could find. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay, so that sounds good. Um, but talking about people who are into pubic hair, um, I'll just read one of these. I have several quotes from literature about about pubic hair, <laughs> mostly straight dudes that are like into it. Um, huh. But uh, there's a book called The Memoirs of Dolly Morton, which is an American erotic classic. And uh, the attributes of Miss Dean um, are noted with some surprise. Her spot was covered with a thick forest of glossy dark brown hair with locks nearly two inches long. One man remarked, but gosh, I've never seen such a fleece between a woman's legs in my life. Darn me if she wouldn't have to be sheared before a man could get into her. I hate it. <laughs> I just wanted you to make that face. Oh, it worked. Oh, it worked. It succeeded. Yeah. Uh, I have a section on what do pubes do anyway. Do you want to talk about that now or later? Um, Maybe I'll give you some gata. Let's do some gata. Um, okay. So. What percentage of people in this room have pubes? <laughs> 100% I'm guessing. Do you have pubes? Right now? Yeah. That's going to be my straightest. Oh, okay. At the end of the show. The fact that you have pubes? I'll, I'll go into it. Though. Okay, okay, right. we'll get it there. Um, I'm going to talk about, yeah, how many of, like, gay, straight people have pubes and mm-hmm. what their pubes look like. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is from an article on BaltimoreOutloud.com by Jim Becker. There was a Health survey that interviewed over a 1,000 sexually active people age 18 to 87 for their research. Mm-hmm. And... Octogenarian pubes is not a thing I wanted to think about today, but here we are. Go ahead. Octogenarians have pubes too. They're just they like do. you and me. Of course they do. Um, and we all have to think about them yeah. now. And what color they are. And what color. Yeah, are my pubes going to go gray? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that I can speak from experience oh. on. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, you don't even have to be 80 for that to happen. Nope. Um, so... First, we're going to talk about fully shaved or fully waxed pubic hair. Okay. It's like a dolphin down there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just smooth like <laughs> butter. Like a Ken doll. Um, mm. This percent of gay men have fully shaved or waxed pubic hair. Fully shaved or waxed. I'm going to go 20. Uh, 5%. Oh, I overestimated. Yep. Shows the kind of circles I run in. Yep. Do you, are you, you run with fully <laughs> shaved individuals? No. You don't talk about it, but you can just be like... The way you talk, I can tell you're fully shaved. <laughs> you have no pubic hair holding you back right now. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have, in all seriousness, I have experienced that. Mm. Like, did not expect. And I w- always would have thought it was like the twinks for some reason. Mm. That's not been my experience. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Do you, are you into, or are we going to talk about that later? I'm Do not, not like, into it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't care. You don't care about pubes? Like whether if they're, they're there, whether if they're, they're not? If they're gone, I don't miss them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of do. Okay. All right. Because when they're gone, it just, it's, I don't, this is all, this is now personal preference. So no shade to those who fully get all that shit off, which is not that many people actually, 5% of gay men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, p- piss them off all you want to then, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need you. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would rather not have you fully bare. There's just something that like feels off about that to me. Is it pedophilia? I, I didn't <laughs> want to say that, but you did. So not, I think that's a little bit a part of it. Uh-huh. Or like, I don't know. I want some pubes. Okay. Which I never thought. I don't care. I also don't care about them. I'm not like a pubophile or whatever that word was. Pubophobe? Or, or a pubophobe. <laughs> I'm neither. I'm just kind of smack in the middle. I okay. I don't. I just kind of want 
I don't know. Okay. Um, you want them right down the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is a look. Landing strip, I think. So 5% of gay men have fully shaved uh, or fully relaxed pubic hair. Um, 8% of straight men have fully shaved pubic hair. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> yes. That's nope. what the data says, The Mike. show is over. You are incorrect. <laughs> this is what does it? <laughs> this, is, this is what does it. Okay, wait. But more straight men than gay men. Yeah. Are fully sh- oh, It's probably their lady friends that are think- like pressuring them into that. Or, or, or. Uh-huh. No, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why... <laughs> Do they just not want to handle it? Like it's more effort to trim than it is to just like take all that shit off? Well, I have some evidence to suggest that women are acculturated to think that pubes are gross Mm. and unhygienic. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of them are capable of making their straight bro projects fix their clothes, fix their hair. Both upstairs and down below. Fix your <laughs> fix your pubes for me, honey. Before we get married, I think so. Maybe, yeah. um, but that is true. So women have a f- much higher rate of being fully shaved or waxed. Twenty two percent of lesbians and twenty three percent of straight women are fully no pubes. Surprises me that those are so close. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Who would you expect to be more? It's straight girls. For some reason, I associate. Now I maybe I should figure this out in therapy tomorrow. Like what? <laughs> I just think of being fully shaved down there as being like a thing that straight girls are encouraged to do yeah. or feel like they have to. I think that is a little bit about pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I see lesbians as less worried about removing exactly. completely removing all your hair. So I, I'm also surprised that the numbers are really close um, for trimmed pubic hair. 69% of gay men have trimmed pubic hair versus 61% of straight men. So more gay men have trimmed pubic hair. Okay. Um, 54% of lesbians have trimmed pubic hair versus 61% of straight women. Yeah. So okay. more straight women have yeah. trimmed pubic hair and for full bush. Oh God. 26% of gay men have full bush and 31% of straight men. So more straight men have a full bush than gay men. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. That's yes. the only thing you've said that makes sense. <laughs> yes, I agree. So they're both more likely to have fully shaved and more likely to have not touched them at all. Straight men. Great. Okay. Which is weird. Um, And then for full bush, 24% of lesbians and 17% of straight women. So that aligns with my expectations of lesbians kind of leaving the full hair there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. Compare at least compared to straight women. Yeah, that makes sense. Now people's preferences for oral, fifty-one percent of gay men won't have oral sex with a partner who has ungroomed uh pubic hair. Half? Mm-hmm. Half say no. Nah. Yep. Tame that or I'm not putting it in my mouth. Yeah. I mm. 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 I think okay. I agree with you. Mm. Um, do you think that number would be lower? Yeah. I think that on a survey, it's easier to be like, no way I'll deal with that. And then you get some hot guy back to your place and you're not going to be like <laughs> two vodka sodas. You're going to put anything in your mouth that yeah, you want. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally. And then 59% of lesbians won't have oral sex with a partner who has ungroomed pubic hair. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. Because like, 
having having gone down on both sets of plumbing, uh-huh. it is mechanically different. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like I yeah, I I could see it is possible. It is possible to get a penis in your mouth without having the pubes be an issue. Right. Um, it is less so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, for penetrative sex, 27% of gay men won't have penetrative sex with a partner who has ungroomed pubic hair. That's the top or the bottom, or did it say? It didn't say, but that's a good point. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't matter what the won't... bottom... I won't bottom for you if you have a, a full bush. That's like, that doesn't make sense to me. I agree. It makes more sense. Like I'm not putting my dick in there. It's like a forest. That makes more sense. But then like, we're not talking about. We're not talking about butt hair. We're talking about pubes. Exactly. So then I'm, I'm, I'm not putting it in your butt because your pubes are too big. Like that, that, I don't, that doesn't make any sense either. I don't, what the fuck is going on in this survey? I Kyle? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no answers for you. <laughs> the survey just has more questions than answers. And a third of lesbians won't have penetrative sex with a partner who has ungroomed pubic hair. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I looked at another study. This was the last sentence of an article on The Guardian. Great. It said the number of emergency department visits for grooming <laughs> increased fivefold between 20, 2002 and 2010. They're, they're, so they're like, that's the hair removal re- revolution? That, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't. That was the fucking last <laughs> sentence of this article. It was like that. That could be an entire article in and of itself. What are you talking about? Emergency yeah. room visits for what? Well, okay. So there was this time in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, we had a, a fraternity formal. And one of the guys was certain that he and his girl were going to get get busy. Yeah. Uh, at at after the formal in like because we all got hotel rooms and stayed in this thing blah 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 and he was going to trim and cut his ball sack open <gasps> and had to be taken to the emergency room oh. for like medical adhesive to like n- like yeah so is that how one ball Dan lost his ball n- n- no that was cancer oh <laughs> less funny um but it was also cut. So Oh, that's true. Yeah. Glad you're um, not dead, Dan. Um <laughs> Um but yeah, 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 yeah. So like I don't know. Like it was it doesn't surprise me at all that people end up injuring themselves because I, I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I could see I, that makes sense as to how injuries could happen. Also, he had one testicle that was way bigger than the other one and everybody used to make him get it out at parties and um, it got the nickname the biosphere. Which I <laughs> Frat guys are so gay. <laughs> so gay. Another study called Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Oh. A 2008 study by Yolanda Martins, Marika Turman, and Libby Churchit um, said. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Got it. You're welcome. People I credited. Mm-hmm. Um, that quote, results of their study, indicated that many gay men and heterosexual men remove their back, buttock, and pubic hair regularly. And that the primary reason for doing so is to maintain or improve their appearance. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit further down in the. Uh, abstract they said the findings offer further support for the premise that gay men that that gay and heterosexual men exhibit similar body image concerns Hmm. which Hmm. this is what i'm learning is that we expect gay men to be the ones that have like this 
big body image issue and they're the ones with the body image concerns and it's all gay men that are worried about their bodies and straight men don't give a fuck and they're frumpy and whatever. Yeah. But that's just doesn't seem to be true. So it's interesting that they say that we have similar body image concerns. But I wonder if it's for different reasons, right? Like I, I, I still, I think that straight dudes have to view themselves through the lens of bi and straight women and gay dudes view themselves through the lens of other dudes, right? Yeah. And I, I, I still, I don't know where this is coming from, Kyle, but I just feel like straight girls don't like hair. Mm. And I think that that leads to a hair is gross and ugly undercurrent to like straight male culture mm. and that uh, we associate hairlessness with femininity at the same time. Yeah. And that leads, I think, gay male culture to like the the hairless twink bottom is a thing yeah and, but i i think that's ultimately misogyny maybe i don't know i yeah. like i'm i'm trying to pick it all apart real time which i should have done some more thinking about this before i opened my mouth but gayish gayish <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you don't have to have it all figured out quite yet because then we wouldn't have a podcast to record true that we got to figure it out together i had a point that i was going to uh, make to you oh and then and then i also think that like bear culture of like let's embrace yes. the hairy like i don't see that as being a thing that straights would do at all. Yes, we do. That's what I was going to point out. Is we do have these subcultures. We're not universally okay with hair, but we have these subcultures that are totally down with hair and, in fact, want it and appreciate it. Yeah. And I, that's not, yeah, you don't hear about those pockets of straight women who, I mean, I'm sure they exist, but it's just not like an entire subculture that have entire events and organizations and yeah. things centered around their hair. Yep. But, and I feel like I feel like straight women are like maybe through media, not sure where it comes from, doesn't matter. They're like back hair, ew, chest hair, shoulder hair, ew, chest hair, okay, but it needs to be like a clean looking, like moderate amount and not a crazy amount. And like stomach hair, ew, except a happy trail, yes. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like there's just like a there's a there's a weird acceptable straight man hair pattern mm. and i feel like we have less of that in the gay community I, I do you think i wonder if maybe because we are the ones with the hair like we then understand other people with hair and maybe in places you don't want it maybe yeah women are expected to keep that shit up to maintain to remove all their hair in lots of various places yep and so maybe they have the expectations as well that men will keep up to some degree their hair. Yeah. Whereas we're like, we know what it's like to be hairy sometimes in places you don't want it to be. Yeah. And, and we're more accepting of that. Yeah. 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 I think so. Hmm. That seems, that seems right. Yeah. That's the gator. Well, what does, what does pubic hair do anyway, Kyle? What do pubes do? They get in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that's sort of just a side bonus. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, needed to floss anyway um th so uh, there are a few theories about the function like why did we evolve to have pubes okay and some of them are more compelling than others but i do want to talk about them okay one is uh, there's the claim that it reduces friction during sex but also other activities and that it acts kind of like a dry lube I read this and I was like, huh, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if I agree with this either. 
Except it does seem too that like, okay, <laughs> lube kind of sticks to hair mm. in ways that it doesn't stick to skin. Huh. And I do think that a little bit of hair in the butthole area means you have to reapply less often. Oh. Um, but that's not what they're saying. With that's this. not what like, they're saying. But I think I think your theory might be. I like your theory. Mm. It's a it's a lube adhesive. Yeah. So uh, this is according to Healthline.com. The skin on your genital region is delicate. Pubic hair acts like a protective buffer, reducing friction during sex and other activities. Some sources even refer to pubic hair as a dry lubricant. That's because it's easier to rub hair against hair than it is to rub skin against skin, and that's true. Are you touching your hair? Yeah, like, okay. my head, my head, the hair on my head, just to be very clear for our at-home listening audience. I'm just like, what's easier? I guess, yeah, touching my beard, it's easier than rubbing against my skin. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one, it keeps the genitals warm, which is an important factor in sexual arousal. It's also potentially an important factor to reproduction that sperm have to be kept at a slightly below body temperature uh temperature that's mm -hmm. redundant but or or they slow down or die uh if they get too hot or too cold and that that it's easier to regulate when there's insulating hair yeah. in the area do you think alaskans are more likely to have pubic hair <sighs> well aren't like first of all you go Hey, Mike. Racism is bad. Right. And. Uh-oh. And I do think that there are some characteristics of ethnicities that are just true. Mm -hmm. That like on the whole, men of Asian descent tend to have less body hair. Right. Men of Western European descent tend to have more mm -hmm. body hair. Um, and so when you ask about Alaskans, my first thought was like an, an Aleut, like a First Nations mm. person. And what I know of them is um, that, that they're like not as hairy as like the global average human. Interesting. But I could be totally making that up. That could just be a gross stereotype. Huh. So, so and now Alaskan, Alaskan, Alaskan people, like regardless of ethnicity, yes, let's start that rumor. It's just a forest jungle down there yeah i mean you got to keep warm somehow <laughs> those long cold winters what else do you do but grow up your pubes what else what else what else do you do <laughs> um okay next that it has something to do with microflora so especially for people with vaginas that there is a uh good bacteria and bad bacteria and that something about the function of pubic hair is to regulate more of the good and less of the bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. The reason I don't buy that is that it's like not inside there. Hmm. But like is bacteria. It's like your nose hair helps from getting stuff. It's like acts as a trap for stuff getting up your nose. Yeah. Does pubic hair act as a trap to bacteria to getting in there? Maybe. Well, okay. So th this sort of leads to like the next one on the list, which is that pubic hair is for pheromone transmission. Mm. That like your your horny business <laughs> makes stinky. <laughs> that trappy the stinky make make for other hornies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that a direct quote from the Healthline.com article? <laughs> no, what you said made, made sense. Another theory links pubic hair to the transmission of pheromones or scent carrying chemical secretions that affect mood and behavior. We still don't know exactly how pheromones influence sexuality, but pheromones are secreted from apocrine sweat glands, and compared to other areas of the body, the pubic region has a lot of these glands. Mm. Um, therefore, as the theory goes, pubic hair may trap pheromones, increasing how attractive we appear to potential sex partners. So the more you shave it off, the more you're shaving off your good stinky bits. That's right. That's right. And your dog is going to be less interested in your crotchal region. <laughs> oh, that might be a good, good side benefit. <laughs> I don't need him getting in there. Well, I mean, your dog at least is like low to the ground. Yeah. When, when I had a Labrador, like his nose is like right at oh, dick level for yep. most people. <laughs> yep. He wanted some good smells from that pheromones. Yep. Uh, I like this one but i'm nervous to talk about it a little bit okay Be again because of the totally fucking horse shit association between uh gay men and pedophiles mm. which we talked about on our pedophiles episode here pedophiles episode yeah how many times can i say pedophile i mean you've you're at like five so far. <laughs> <laughs> um is that pubic hair uh it 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 evolved as a way to indicate biological readiness for reproduction that makes sense to me. So because you get pubes after puberty, that means that you are sexually mature and therefore it's okay to fuck. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, we early pubarsh for a boy is anything before nine, but that means anything nine and older is not abnormal. Right. That's problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also... Animals are problematic. Like we talked about in the Bigfoot episode, they're all kind of rapey. So, <laughs> you know, th there could be something to that one. Do you think Bigfoot has pubes? No. No? You think it's all just hair? Yeah. It's like a, it's like, um, it's like a, it's like a curtain down there. It's like a rug, like an Afghan rug. Or like those, those, <laughs> those dangly things that you walk through in a, a that hang from a doorway. Yep. <laughs> like the beads that hang. Yeah. The, yep. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Is that all I have? Did you, were you going to talk about tips and tricks? Oh, I was going to talk about. Well, I I think you covered a lot of the like the pros and cons of keeping or removing. Oh, but oh. we can talk about some other some other reasons you may keep or remove. Oh, mine is from a healthline.com article too. Oh, nice. I wonder if it's the same article. I don't know. Um, by Katasha Gordon in 2022. The reasons to remove. The first thing they said is quote neat workspace. <laughs> Clean off your desk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. To be ready for oral sex. Well, okay. I mean. We talked about depending on what kind of junk you have. <laughs> yeah. Be ready to receive oral sex. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure you're always ready to give it. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hair traps, sweat, and bacteria, which creates odor. Yeah. Which yeah. you talked about the good side. The bad side is odor. Right. Um. Right. To combat genetics, autoimmune conditions, or even prescription medication side effects that can cause hair to grow more rapidly. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Whom knew? I mean, more than just Rogaine? Like, there's things that make hair grow? I guess so. That's interesting. Yeah. Propecia? Is there is there pubic hair Propecia? Does Propecia affect your pubic hair? Is there such thing as pubicia? Pubicia. <laughs> Is there such thing as pubic hair loss? That's why they have merkins. Oh my god! Yeah, we did. Oh, I didn't. I should have done an entire segment on merkins. Like why? 
Like why? That would be the segment. <laughs> why but do like, we have a word why? for that? <laughs> why do we need that? <laughs> That's artificial pubes, yeah. 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 Like, like a pube belt. Yeah, like a pube wig. <laughs> Great. Um, other reasons to remove partner preference. Sure. I guess if what my do you partner... like? What do you like, baby? I like you like a dolphin. Okay. Okay. Squeak, squeak, motherfucker. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's the best dolphin I can muster at I the like moment. It. It okay, great. Um, the belief that it's more hygienic. Yeah, but is it? But is it? And personal preference. Yeah. The which should be number one. Yeah, that's true. What, what do, you do you want? want? <laughs> yeah. But also keep I in just mind. Want to be loved, Kyle. <laughs> Isn't that an Elton John song? Mm. Reasons to keep it. There's actually no medical reason to remove it. Right. This is one of the first ones. Right. Right. Well, okay. Okay. What? Can't you like get like l- lice or crabs or scabies or something and like shaving it all off temporarily is like the right oh, the right move? Maybe. I don't know how to treat. I've never luckily had to deal with that, but is is shaving it all off like if I don't you get know. lice is shaving your head one of the solutions? I could have made that up, but I sure think so. That makes sense to me. Is if you're saying, especially if their little claw hands can't grab onto other hairs, then shaving off your pubes could be a yeah, yeah, nah. But mostly, I think people assume that it's more hygienic, which is wrong. Like there's medically, most uh, crabs aside, yeah. medically there's not a good reason to remove them. Yep. Yeah. Um, a preference again, personal preference. Um. Uh, a reason to keep is because hair removal can sometimes cause folliculitis, yeah. cellulitis, ingrown hairs, and other skin irritations. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It also can cause you to go to the emergency room. I, yeah, apparently. But yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes when you shave, it's like your skin gets mad. Yeah. Your skin's like, hey, I yeah. wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> I grew that there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, removing hair can be expensive depending on how you're doing it. If you're going in for waxes or if you're buying like uh, specific shavers to like, it can, it can take money to remove your hair. I cannot think of anything more horrifying to me than the idea of having a fucking stranger take care of my business down there. Oh, absolutely. Like people that go to the salon and get a sack and crack. I'm like, what is that's, that is some bravery. That is some body confidence. That is some like, I good for you, but no. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I also have really sensitive skin, so that would not be good for me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Harris. Con- you mentioned hair is considered a natural lubricant. So that's a, a reason to keep it. Um, apparently there's a higher risk of getting herpes or other STIs because the delicate pubis is left with tiny cuts oh, okay. through which bacteria and viruses can penetrate. See, I had read that, but not the reasoning behind it. And now it mm. makes more sense to me. If you have, it's like, just like brushing your teeth before oral, like don't do that. Cause that creates like tiny little, little abrasions, abrasions, abrasions yeah. in your mouth that can open yourselves up to more getting. Yeah. Yep, and for sure don't swish that nut like we talked about at the top of the show. I mean, not after brushing your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, swish away. Right. Swish away. Swish, swish, bish. Swish, swish, bish. That's what that song's about, right? (laughs) Yes, it's about swishing nut after you take a load in your mouth. (laughs) Um, Those are reasons to keep and to remove. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Keep or remove your what, Kyle? Your pubes. Yeah, I have 20 
different ways to say pubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think I know one. What? What? Pubes. I mean, pubic hair. Like, that's all I got. Not I on the list. Wow. But it does seem like it would be short for the... Well, one of these... Your number, downstairs mustache? Uh, one of them is downstairs mix-up, which I think is funny. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, okay, here's a list of slang words for pubic hair with meanings from ingdick.org. Sure. Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. That's great. Yeah. Number one is Bush. Oh, I do know that one. Thick growth of pubic hair and a rock band from the 90s. Um, number two is muff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Females pubic hair area. Mm-hmm. Also, I've heard it referred to dudes pubic hair before. Oh, I think I mostly associate it with women. I I think that's mostly right. And muff diving is. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number three is merkin. Merkin, yeah. Fake pubic hair wig. The rest of these, I think, were made up by somebody who just had was a little high. Needed to fulfill a quota on their article or something. Yep. Number four, Lady Garden. <laughs> Euphemism for a female pubic zone. Number five, Furburger, <laughs> which is slang for a female's pubic region. I think I've heard that one before. I don't actually. think I've heard that one. Number six is your junk forest. Oh. This is men's area of pubic hair, which I have heard the like jungle or forest yeah. like thing before, which is just like... A bush, but bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, number seven is your bikini lawn. <laughs> Hair seen near the bikini line. Um, number eight is just a repeat, I think. Crotch muff. Okay, yeah. Number nine is pube carpet. That's the one that it does say pube. Uh, dense area of pubic hair. Number 10, downstairs mix-up. Number 11, man bush, which is just bush with man put in front of it. Yep. Uh, number 12, for a shaved pubic region, bald eagle. Oh, no. <laughs> Going full bald eagle. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Number 13 is grass patch, area oh. of pubic hair, which leads to that joke about pedophilia of if there's grass on the field, play ball. Yep. Um, number 14, love rug. Ooh. I don't yeah. like that because I'm not like, yeah. I don't like that one either. Ride that like a magic carpet. Euphemistic term for pubic hair. Number 15 is fuzz. Hmm. Number 16 is panty hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is my favorite That one. one's good. And I think I think we should try to get the gays to use that one. Like, I need to go take care of my panty hamster. <laughs> like, that's a good one. I like that. Number 17, twig and berries blanket. Oh, Okay. Um, number 18 is your golden triangle. <laughs> oh, God, help us. Uh, number 19 is the family jewels guard. And number 20 is the fringe. The fringe. The fringe. Yep. Uh, is it, what does a minge mean? I don't know. Oh, minge is, is just vagina or woman's genitals. It's particularly offensive in the UK. Sorry, Brits. Ooh. Whoops. <laughs> I've never heard that word. You, you fanny. Fanny pack. That's a good one for yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What do, you, what do you got, Kyle? Um, I want to do an Ask Reddit. Let's Ask Reddit. Um, the question is on the subreddit, gay bros. Oh, God. Pubes. The gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Gay bros. Pubes. Hot or not. This had 87 upvotes and 60 comments. Okay. So I selected, I tried to select a variety of opinions, the, mm -hmm. the most upvoted opinions. So the most upvoted one was absolutely hot. 
I honestly don't care how hairy a guy is, and that means anywhere. I myself am quite hairy down there, and my husband hasn't complained once. I love that his butt is hairy too, and he has some hair on his lower foreskin too. I still love it, TBH. It's a natural thing, so I really don't have any issues. I adore everything about my husband, including his hair. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of a beautiful sentiment. It is a beautiful sentiment. It also didn't answer the question. Yeah, pubic hair. Yeah, hot. Absolutely hot is what they said. Yeah, but then like you all, then also basically said, and I'd still love him if he had none. Right? Oh, like, I guess so, so it's not about the pubic hair. It's about the person. No, but I think he, it, it, I think it talks about like, it's a natural thing. I adore my husband's hair included. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, I love my husband. And so he has hair. So I've learned to love hair or maybe he was first attracted to his husband because of the hair. Right. That and does, the person came second. That would have been more convincing to me. Yeah. But you don't know how this person fell in love with his husband, that's, his hairy, hairy husband. That's true. <laughs> Someone else said, honestly, I like a bit of trim. Nobody looks good with a thicket down there. Mm. I guess the ideal is kind of like Chris Evans, which I feel like what? I, you made a no face. The, like, let's finish that thought. Oh, <laughs> Like it's more hair than just stubble, but it's not as much as free range growth. You dig? Yeah. Okay. Great. Which I think that's what you were describing when you're talking about straight women of like liking a certain amount of hair, but not too much hair. Like yep. Chris Evans might be a good, like, here's the right amount. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Everything about him is perfect. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything about him is the right amount of it. Um, point is trim that shit, but don't go all the way. If you go all the way and shave it, it just looks nasty. Unless you're an uber twink. And even then, not my style. Hmm. <laughs> there, I have heard that sentiment before. That like a, the trim is necessary. Right. And uh, But don't go too crazy. Yeah. And there's the idea again that you mentioned that twinks somehow get a pass on shaving it all off. Yeah. Yeah. And the gator supports that, I suppose. Which that's interesting. Well, not not about twinks specifically. Not twinks specifically. I mean the the trim, the trim, but not too much. Oh yeah, yeah. That most gay dudes yeah are fall in the trim category, and most of the answers tended to fall in that category. So I didn't copy every single one, but most were like trim, just trim. Yeah. Um, someone else said yes, pubes shaved looks like a prepubescent boy to me, no matter how big his dick is. <laughs> trimmed, <laughs> trimmed is acceptable. All other body hair natural. Well, which that's part of the argument that you're talking about. The fact that you've said pedophile yep. 17 times so far. This episode. Yep. So it is, yep. Yep. That's one of the risks of people not being into it. Cause it's like, Ooh, am I creepy for liking this? Yep. Exactly. Right. And, uh, but, uh, this brings up something that we haven't touched on yet, which is the like reasons to trim makes your dick look bigger. Yes. I think that's why uh, one of the things that porn stars do in addition to being teeny tiny short, people like one of the things they do to trick you into thinking their dick is bigger is trimming their pubes. Yep. All the way down. Yep. 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 Also having a big dick helps. And then having an over (laughs) above average anyway, a differing opinion. I have a deep repulsion towards body hair. It's not a sexual thing. I just hate the texture of hair. I've shaved my entire body consistently ever since I was 11 and I always keep my head hair short. I have a special revulsion towards armpit hair in particular. A guy who shaves his armpits instantly gains a lot of points with me. Hmm. That was one opinion that was like, nope, hmm. completely shave it all. I do think that there are lots of people who um, 
are neurodivergent in a way that makes them really sensitive to the textures of things. And I can see that totally following. I didn't think that. I didn't think of that playing into it. Yeah. Interesting. There's also some thoughts that um, that's why some nudists are nudists because they just can't handle slash don't like the feeling of clothing on their body. Again, because of some like stimulus processing disorder of some kind. Hmm. I didn't think about that either for nudists. Huh. I wonder if nudists, what their opinion on pubic hair is like they're part of their thing though, is like all natural. Yeah. Yeah. And so would you be more likely to be all natural with your pubes? Yeah. Or is it like everyone's going to see this? So I got to keep shit cleaned up and tight for everyone or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What's your preference on pubes, hot or not? Um, I think I'm in the trim, but not too much category most of the time. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions. Like there are sometimes when I'm like watching porn that I'm like the dolphins can be hot. Right. But I think especially when you're in the like day to day of a relationship, nobody's got time for that. That's a lot to <laughs> keep up with. Especially, yeah, to have none. That's a lot to keep up with. Yep. I like it. I want I want special occasion dolphin maybe like <laughs> um uh, like a little treat for yourself yeah yeah now I'm not re- repulsed by but do not understand the full bush camp like there are a, cu- a couple of a couple of examples come to mind there's this guy that I used to follow on chatterbait who like while he was talking to the room like waiting for people to tip him or whatever he would like chat but he would use a hair pick on his bush because he like wouldn't trim at all had like full bush but then like wanted it to be styled wow and i was like i was into him and thought he was hot but it wasn't because of that it was despite it right and but i know that there there's there are some like bush lovers out there who are just like the bigger the better give me some like volumizer to put in there like I'm going to blow dry it. So it's bigger. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's fine. I just, I just, it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. Um, how, how about you? I think I'm pretty, uh, we haven't talked specifically about the ball hair. Oh God. If I'm giving you a blow job, if you have uh, like a lot of ball hair, that's hard for me to like then get in. And y- usually I like to do some light ball work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you have too much hair, that might be difficult. So I'm not like re- also not repulsed by it, but like it may just make it a little bit more difficult for me to get them balls in my mouth. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but I think I'm pretty like, okay with whatever. I don't think it plays a, a big factor in my interest. Mm. I'm trying to think of, I don't think I would ever turn anyone down for what their pube situation is like. Mm-hmm. 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 And I don't think I have a strong kind of preference. What is your preference for yourself? Okay. Recently mm-hmm. I was debating on what my gayest thing, but recently I've not been having sex. So I've not been keeping anything clean down there because yeah. I've, there's been no one to impress yeah. Yeah. and it's just easier to like be full I've natural whatever. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to give up at least one rerun to go take care of whatever you got going on down <laughs> exactly. there. There's more Bob's burgers. You want to exactly. watch. <laughs> I have to like put it on my phone and bring it into the toilet and do a whole thing. I, so I did just after I, I trimmed mm. because of this episode. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to do this for me to just clean myself up a little bit and feel good about myself just for me. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is a special thing just for me. I don't need a man. I can do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, so when I'm not getting any, I don't. No, that's not true. That's only been recently because I've been so tired with work. Yeah. Um, usually I'll keep it pretty trimmed because I don't know when the next time someone's going to be seeing it is. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes just that, ready for action. That makes <laughs> ready to go. Ready to go on a whim. The landing strip has been prepared. But <laughs> <laughs> all systems active. What about what's your usual uh, trim? Um, you and Davey Wavy were horrified to learn that I was using kitchen shears for that purpose. Right. Um, but like, I think that I stand by that as an effective tool. <laughs> it does the job. It does the job. <laughs> Sometimes when my razor dies, you know, you got to use what you got to use. Yep. Yep. But I, yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm trying to think if, if, if I have ever gone like clean, clean shaven. Oh, and like maybe once as an experiment in like high school or college or something, but like it's been it's been twenty five years or more, Kyle. I did once as an experiment in high school when I started getting like mm-hmm. or earlier, I forget when, but like when I started getting pubes, I was like, mm, what if I lop them all off? Yeah, and I didn't really have the tools to do work on. Like it was just itchy and and ingrown hair that hurt and I was like never again kind of a thing that happened to me too yeah I wonder if everyone has that once I was like so annoyed and resistant to like having hair and having to shave and like I was really frustrated by the entire experience yeah so I did not want hair yeah and then I shaved it and then it was like yeah real itchy and real bad yeah and so I didn't do that ever again yeah yeah I wonder if everyone has an experience or if a lot of people have that kind of experience once in their life. Yeah, maybe. I, I also, um, I'm not particularly hairy anywhere. Mm. And so that kind of like me unkempt is still pretty okay. Gotcha. For the most part. Lucky. I, well, you know, did we do it? Is pubic hair gay? Um, apparently just slightly gayer than straight. So yes. I think trimming it is the gayest thing you can do. I was surprised by the data that straight men are more likely to lop it off. Um, so the the stereotypes of the gay man being the ones that are more doing shit with their hair and styling things or being more self-conscious or whatever is not totally true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my, at least the gay angle of pubic hair, that's my takeaway that that is surprising. That I think straight men have more... I was going to say insecurities, but it may not be out of insecurity, maybe just a preference, but like they have body image things that they're conscious of just like gay men. Yep. Um, and, and are more likely to lop it off, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising to me too. A lot. Yeah. Let us know, dear listener. What do you do with your pubic hair? We already accept dick pics. You might as well send one into your pubes, whatever. Pube pics is what you're asking for? (laughs) No, I'm not. I think you just did. Or do. I don't care. I don't know. Whatever you want. I'll weigh in. Send a pretty design. (laughs) Style it. Like, put a little top hat on it. A $100 gift card to the merch store for the first person that sends gayish shaved into their pubes. Oh, (laughs) that would be cool. Or maybe to make it more reasonable, just a G. Yeah. I don't know. That Kyle. would be doable. No, you want full gayish? Well, just uh, yeah. 
so then we don't have to spend money because no one's right. going to do that. Right. That's yeah. smart. Okay, never mind. Full gayish <laughs> on your pubes. Hit us up. Uh, did we do it? Yeah, I think so. We did it. We did it. Uh, so it's, it's time to take a break? Trim break. That's what we do now, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Look at my pubes. Oh, ew. <laughs> break. Break. I didn't mean to say ew to your pubes. I'm sure your pubes are beautiful. They're not. It's oh, okay. Fine. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first. But first. Hey, our Patreon happy hours. Hey, up. listen Ooh. to Kyle. Oh, shut up and listen to Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, our Patreon happy hour is coming up very soon. It is. And now over to Mike for the details because I didn't write them down. <laughs> Patreon Zoom happy hour. Hey, listen to Mike, everybody. <laughs> it's Wednesday, February 7th at 7 p.m. Pacific. That is an hour different than we usually do. 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and uh, the details will be posted to the Patreon app. So look in the Patreon app for the login. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. We'll hang out. We'll drink. We'll talk. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So anyone at any level of Patreon can join. We'll shave our pubes. Yeah, we'll all shave them together. <laughs> It'll be a party. Pew party. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, local gay bar review. Ooh. This time, this one's important. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Oh, I'm listening. Hey, Mike. I went to the White Horse Bar or White Horse Inn or White Horse Tavern. It gets called all of those things. Okay. In Oakland, California. And it is, I think correctly, claiming to be the oldest continuously operating gay bar in the entire country. Wow. So they had karaoke. It was very bad. <laughs> um, I loved that it wasn't just a sea of white people there. Um, there is a queer woman of color that uh, recently bought it, and uh, she is doing a grand reopening. It may have already happened, um, but like they were advertising that they were about to do a grand reopening when I was there. Um, it is fascinating to me that the... Um, it officially opened as a gay bar in 1933. Wow. Um, but was likely operating as a gay speakeasy since before the end of Prohibition. So mm. a, a, as, as early as the 20s. Now, also fascinating to me, it when it opened, it was in Berkeley. A law passed that said that uh, bars could not be too close to the University of California in Berkeley. So they picked the entire building up and moved it over a block so that it was in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way around that. That's one way around that. Yeah. Uh, it survived the 50s and the pink scare in part because all of the focus was on San Francisco. So all of the police raids were taking place in the San Francisco side of the bay. It was raided exactly zero times. Hmm. And so it became sort of a flying under the radar safe haven for gay people in the 50s and 60s. Uh, I just, I, I think that it has the best claim to the title of continuously oldest continuously operating gay bar in in the United States, hmm. there are a couple of, of others that would contend that they are like Cafe Lafie in Exile in in New Orleans, but I, for for my money, it's this one, hmm. and I went there and it was great. So the, all of that plus the history alone earns it four and a half dildos. Wow! Um, in part because there was a uh, there was this woman that looked exactly like Penny Marshall that was singing and but she was holding a stuffed animal with a little paper hat and wasn't singing. She was just standing as the karaoke music was happening behind her. And then everybody clapped. Huh? 
Um, it's like an art piece. It was like an art piece, yeah. And then and then there was uh, there was this duo that sang uh, "One More Time" by Britney, uh, and that I really I really in, enjoyed that. Um, so much weird magic. I was there with my friend Sarah, coworker uh, Sarah, and uh, uh, it was it was a magical evening. Is that the highest rated one we've had yet? No, there's been a couple of five. There's been fives. Okay, okay, but it's up there. It's up there. Nice way to go. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on social media at Gay- Gayish Podcast. You can find out where our Discord, our Facebook group, all that good stuff is by going to gayishpodcast.com slash contact. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest or straightest, is 585-5-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address that I've not been to in like a month is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. I'll go. Okay, go. So my gayest okay. is maybe my gayest of the years. I finally watched uh, Saltburn. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, I liked it. I thought it was really well written. I thought it was really no well spoilers. acted. I won't spoil anything. There are a couple scenes that I... You see that boy's dick for a long time. Okay, sorry. You do see his dick. Well, that's a spoiler. Um, and another spoiler, but like, if you haven't heard about it by now, I thought Bathwater was going to play a far bigger role in the movie than it really did. More of a more of a, a quality over quantity yep. amount of screen time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it... It wasn't like a deep thinker that you had to like, I'm not reflecting on it or doesn't change my belief about the universe or make me ponder deep and heavy things. How many dildos? Um, I, when my dad and I watch movies, we always rate them out of seven. Okay. Because that's just how we do it. Okay. Um, so I will give it a five and a half out of seven. Okay. So it's really a scale of 14 positions. I mean, it's a scale of 21, too. Yeah. Depending on how deep I go into the fractions. Great. Says the guy who has a weirdest dildo rating system (laughs) ever. Don't come for my rating system. Um, And my straightest is one time I stood to pee. I so rarely do that. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) Went everywhere. (laughs) Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week was the drag show that I went to, and I Ooh. almost feel like going to a drag show shouldn't count. <laughs> Why? Because it just is so, it's like, that's like the second gayest thing you can do next to fucking a dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I went and saw Sasha Velour at, at Bosco's new show called Grindhouse. Uh, it's going to be a quarterly thing. Apparently these are names that mean something to people. I did not know who any of them were. Yeah. The people I was with, including boyfriend, were like very excited about the fact that this person was Sasha Velour was going to be there. Uh, she sang to a light bulb; it was great. <laughs> uh, and then her entire head turned into a light bulb, like Lumiere. It was it was actually really fucking cool. Huh, that's anyway, cool. and I got blacked out, wasted that night. Good for you. Yeah, you had to see me the next day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got your shit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week, my Manscaped razor died, mm. and so my 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 panty hamster is just out of control. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it is it is bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad, and kind of itchy. Anyway, oh, because it's all grown back. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. It's That's what that song's about, right? All <laughs> growing back. It's all growing back on me now. <laughs> 
Kyle. Oh, me. Uh, we have a listener's gay status this week from uh, voicemail and, and an, a anonymous one. Yep. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to make this for the gayest and straightest part of your podcast. But I've been listening for a while. It's been nice. Uh, I guess my straightest has been I applied for the Texas Border Patrol this week. And my gayest would be I learned that maybe bottoming isn't all that bad. And it's just something I need to try more. And you guys are just amazing, wonderful people. And continue your podcast. I enjoy it. Maybe bottoming isn't that bad. Maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> well, I love the gays and straightest that compliments us at the end. Right? That's always the best. Those are always the best ones to play. Here's my gays and straightest. And also, y'all are amazing. Thank you. <sighs> Thanks for leaving your gays and straightest. Leave us a voicemail with your gays and straightest so we have more to play. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay. Um. Thank you to the pubes out there. Thank you to everyone with pubes. Yeah. Fuck you if you don't have pubes. <laughs> quote mike johnson that's what i just heard great um and thank you to following pube or pubeless people i don't know yeah uh thank you to our super gap bridgers kaylee adam kit oliver andrew bugby william brian john carly Stephen portios dosal harry shaw jonathan montanias wadu forest nail patrick martin steve douglas explosives Anya, michael covington just jamie kevin henderson thomas b timothy Sora, dusty sands a coleman chris catchatorians and jerome york thank you for your support thank you for your money uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Guest. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be pube. Be pube. Pube pube. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.